0: to the melanin fix where melanin kings and melanin queens share the perspective on love relationships sex entrepreneurship and much more i'm your host charmaine now let's get into the show welcome back to the melanin fix on this episode of the melanin fix we have a special guest and she goes by the name of kia hey kia hey Charmaine. how you doing I'm great, how are you? I'm doing well. It's been like forever since we've talked and or seen each other. Um, For those of you that don't know, Kia and I went to Clark Atlanta together, and I believe that you were friends or cool with my roommate at the time. Yes. I I don't remember. (laughs) It was was so long ago. (laughs) Yeah. So, what have you been up to? I it's been like ten years, like literally.
1: Literally, yeah. Um, just working. I started my own business, Better Business Accounting Firm. Um, so that's a small boutique accounting firm. We do bookkeeping, accounting, taxes, um, financial reporting, credit repair, um, the whole nine. Okay. So that's just been my main focus as of lately.
0: Well, that's really dope. I definitely know who to call because I definitely have some financial questions. So, do you help with like financial literacy and all that good stuff? Yes. Okay, perfect. Just yes.
1: helping
0: you know what to look for and to run your business better. It's the name. better business. Cool. Cool. Um, and then like at the end of the show, I'll give you the opportunity to give us all of your social media social media handles so people can you know reach out to you and all that good stuff. But, um, we're just going to dive right into the show. Um, I know I, I told you about the whole melanin motivator thing. So this episode, um, my melanin motivator is going to be, um, Jaden Smith. And I say Jaden Smith because he's really been doing his thing in the, um, as far as like helping people out i know he did a lot of stuff for flint michigan as far as providing water for them and i just recently saw a post that he had a food truck i believe in la i'm not sure exactly if it was in la but he had the food truck sitting out um helping the homeless and <clears throat> excuse me giving them free meals and all that good stuff so i'm just really proud yeah, of what he's doing
1: too, so really he yeah, he was trying to make sure that it was healthy and it was food that was nourishing. So I really
0: commended him for that. That's dope. And for those of you that don't know, I am on a vegan journey. So that's that's even better. I didn't even know it was vegan food. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that's good. Um, but I do have a question for you, just kind of switching gears. What made you decide to attend a HBCU?
1: Several things. Um, and it was funny. I, I jokingly tell people, I and mean, it's, it's a little bit of truth to it. The reason I chose Atlanta is because I watched ATL. Okay. <laughs> and I was like, I gotta go to Atlanta because before then I wanted to go to UCLA, which is not HBCU. Mm-hmm. Um, then I was like, you know, I wanna go to Atlanta. That's been so cool. And My father actually went to Atlanta University before it became Clark Atlanta University. Um, He got his master's there. And so I think that factored into why I chose to go to Clark Atlanta University. Mm -hmm. Um, It was between there or Spelman, and Spelman did not offer accounting. And so that helped me decide to go to Clark Atlanta University.
0: Wow. So basically, we kind of have a similar story. Um, The reason why I chose um, an HBCU and Clark Atlanta specifically was because of Drumline. And back then, then when I first saw the movie, I think I was maybe, shoot, maybe 11, 12. I can't remember how old I was. But during that time, I actually thought that Atlanta A&T was a college until... I found out later on that that's really not a university, but it was filmed at Clark Atlanta. So I'm like, well, you know what? I'm going to go to Atlanta A&T. And then people were like, girl, that's not even a college. <laughs> so um, that pretty much started it all for me. But I went to predominantly white schools my whole life, and I got tired of, you know, being a minority so i wanted to see what it was like to be in an environment where it was people that looked like me talked like me and just was very relatable but i will say once i got to clark it was such a huge culture shock for me to the point where i didn't really feel like i was fitting in because it was so many black people and i wasn't used to that so it just kind of threw me off completely even though i met some amazing people there but it just—it wasn't for me, and I hate to say that, but it just—I didn't like it.
1: Yeah. So. I mean, I guess it's not for everybody. It was—it was a culture shock. I definitely went to predominantly white like high school. Mm-hmm. Uh. I think I don't—I don't know. I just—I guess maybe I just had the right roommate. My yeah. roommate came down with, you know, her best friend, and then they knew people from high school that went to Morehouse, so I had. You know, they welcomed me in really quickly.
2: Mm-hmm. So I
1: think that helped me adjust really well, um, as opposed to you know being like, "Oh, this is hard." Yeah, um, I want to come back home because I I had a different experience. I came and I loved it. I was like, "Oh, I don't ever have to go home." <laughs> <laughs> and you know, its not just that—that that didn't come with it because originally I would go home and. I would just go home and I'd be bored Mm out of my mind because it was so it became so different. So I go home and my friends
0: for me the the determining factor on why i left and i came back so many times was just like financially not being able to afford it because for those of you that don't know clark atlanta is expensive (laughs) in super expensive and that was 10 years ago so i'd hate to see what the tuition is now but um that was definitely one of the major reasons why I, I decided to leave, but if it wasn't because of financial reasons, I'm pretty sure I would have ended up graduating from there, but,
1: yeah,
0: but like I said, I, mean, I, I, I,
1: I don't blame you, it is definitely expensive, um, hindsight, I don't think all the student loans are worth it, right, um, but I stuck it out,
0: That's Yeah. It. yeah, I definitely agree, like, these student loans are nothing but the devil. Like, that's all I could say. But, um, so we need
1: to elect Bernie, so he can go ahead and knock these out for us.
0: <laughs> do you think that college is necessary in this day and age? I do not. Okay,
2: I'm the same.
1: Um, way. I think it was a wonderful experience, and I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. But um, for one, the student loan debt, and just I think that when you get out of college, it puts you in a situation that you could have avoided. right? Because a lot of these fields and a lot of things that people end up going into, you don't need a degree from. Exactly. There's so many people I graduated with that are not in their field. And even me, I went to school for an accounting, and I'm in accounting, but when I got into the corporate world, 90% of the stuff I learned in college I did not use. Wow. And, and as an accountant, let me say, as far as my specialty, like Mm-hmm. You know, business school. Dr. Kimbrough, he taught me a lot of invaluable things as a professional. Yeah. But as far as like the accounting part, most of the stuff that's in the books is not the stuff we do in my
0: field. And see that. To, I'm sorry to cut you off. Um, uh, I was going to say, and see that really irritates me because I mean, well, I don't know how you feel about this, but my whole thought process is in our generation I'm not going to speak on this this new generation because they're completely different but I feel like when we were growing up it was instilled in us like okay once you graduate you go to college flat out like that's that's what you're you know train your mind is trained to do because your parents they want to see you succeed and they think you've succeeded once you go to college and you get a degree but it's like after you get that degree you can't even get a job in your field so it's like why would I put myself through all those years are all of those sleepless nights that hard work and stress on myself and then once I get this piece of paper I can't even get a job because I don't have the experience but I need the experience to get the job so it's like what did I do all of this for yeah and I
1: think it's a disservice to some people mm-hmm. like and I'm not discredited in the college experience in no yeah, so way. I, right, right. Like I said, I learned some very valuable things. Right. Um, but for those people that went just because their parents were like, you got to go to college, and now they're
0: bottle girls. No shade to the bottle
1: girls. Right. Because they're making their money, but you didn't need a degree for that. And now you got those good loans for no reason. Mm-hmm. You know, and not even, that bottle girls is an example, but, you know, you could have, people are, there's a lot of people that went to Clark Atlanta that are T V personalities now or, you know, Instagram famous. Right. Or doing things that you just did not need to go to college for. And you're still very successful. Right. But if you went because your parents told you that's
2: what you had to do.
0: Mhm. And it's in this new age, like you can learn so many things from the internet or YouTube or whatever the case may be. It's like you don't necessarily need to but i will say that i feel like everybody should at least go to college for at least a year or a semester or whatever the case may be just so you can get that experience especially when you get out of high school because there's nothing like that independence after you graduate so it prepares you for the real world because when i was at clark it was a struggle like i had to figure stuff out like i had to figure out financial aid like money that I was going to get how to spend my money correctly so it's so many things that you need to learn once you step away from your parents even though I'm pretty sure you could still call them if you need to but when you're miles and miles away from them you have to learn how to do all this stuff yourself and I feel like that really helps you develop so I think it's a really good idea for people to at least
2: attend I, yeah I agree my, my mom her rule
1: was you have to go away to college
2: mm-hmm.
1: and I think that too plays a part like you know some people try to stay home and go to school where you yeah. can go home and do your laundry and you know go home and get a home cooked meal and I think that is still a crutch yeah like you said it, it forces you to figure out things on your own to have to handle the responsibility to really be held accountable
2: mm-hmm. like
1: our class a lot of people ended up on academic probation Mm-hmm. after the first semester because they were just out partying and you weren't quick like oh wait no no one's gonna make me do this work no one's gonna make me go to class if I don't get up and do it on my own right I'm gonna throw out exactly that's when you, know, you learn like you know I actually have to be held accountable for my actions now like mom's not here to wake me up for class
0: mm-hmm. that's definitely true so what do you think um what piece of advice would you give your freshman self, in hindsight? Man. <laughs> <laughs> slow
2: down.
1: Okay. I would tell myself to slow down. When I got to school, my eyes were so big. It was like, <laughs> wait a minute. I don't got to answer nobody? Like, it would blow my mind that it would be you know, on the weekend,
2: two, three
1: o'clock in the morning, and I'm still out. Mm-hmm. And I don't gotta call my mama. My mama not gonna cuss me out because she not know, right? Like that—that <laughs> that blew my mind, and I took full advantage of that. Um, whereas I would tell freshman and now, get more
2: involved.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I was just having too much fun. I still got good grades, but I was having too much fun. Yeah. And I think I wish I would have networked more. I would have become a part of certain organizations that I wanted to do but I just didn't make the time to do it. Um, because that would have cut into party time.
2: Yeah.
1: Um I wouldn't just prioritize. Like you don't get those opportunities back. Like I'm I'm I could party now, you mm-hmm. know? But I lost the opportunity to be a part of this organization or that organization that would could have created more bonds me um in the future that i didn't take advantage of because i was having too much fun i would tell myself to slow down yeah slow down sis parties will always be there
0: (laughs) yeah um i definitely agree with that i think a piece of advice i would give myself would be don't be the person that's working for the party promoters be the person that has people working for you yeah, Beca- because I was one of those freshmen that was big eyed. <laughs> yes I was a hit squad girl <laughs> and they recruited me before I even touched down in Atlanta they were already in my messages saying oh we want you to be a part of our promo team and I'm thinking you know this is dope like this would be a good move, a good look. But now that I'm older, it's like I was busting my ass promoting all of these parties and they were making all the money. Like mm-hmm. that makes no sense. So now that I look back, I would have moved so much more differently when it came down to doing that. I would have my own um, promo team.
1: Right.
0: <laughs> or at least looking out for the freshman because not saying hit squad, you know, took advantage of, you know, the freshman, but, you know, we're super green in this situation. We don't know the ins and outs. You know, we're just excited that's to fun. be able to have access to parties and all that stuff. But in actuality, we're truly the ones that's grinding and making these parties pop because we're doing all the promoting for the most part. So... I would just do something where I can really help the freshmen and help them understand, you know, these are the ins and outs and how to truly make money doing this instead of just giving people chump change. So
2: Yeah.
1: But yeah. I remember there I forgot about that part. <laughs> I don't remember who recruited me. I didn't I wasn't really active. Like I was recruited and I didn't do anything <laughs> until um, it was a party at I don't remember the name of the club. I remember it was off Northside and Marietta Street. And Nicki Minaj was going to be there. And at the time, I loved Nicki Minaj. Mm So I was like, okay, let me promote for this party. Because I need to be in there. And then my roommates couldn't get in. So I ended up not even staying at the party. And that was the last time. That was the first and last time I tried to promote for them. I was like, okay, bye.
0: I think it was it the atrium. I don't know if it was there. It was one of those big clubs. I can't remember which one it was. It ain't
1: there now. It was <laughs> over there by like the thumbs up diner, and I don't know what was over here, but
0: I, I was
1: remember. there trying to see
0: Nikki. But I will say we did have some fun parties, especially the um, the pajama party. I forgot what it was called. It was like the first. It was like the first party of the school year. Um, it was. It, I think it was called house party or something like that. Yeah, it might have been it house was. party. Yeah. That was fun. <laughs> oh, it was
1: so funny. Oh, yeah. To be young again. You
0: know, I, I mean, I would do so many things differently. But you know, you <laughs> live and you learn. <laughs> but speaking of you know living and learning, um, what have you learned far as the Atlanta dating scene? I'm I'm curious because I'm fresh ah. back here, so I don't even know don't what know. it's like. <laughs> is rough. Yeah, I I, um, I can feel that. My personal
1: opinion is that the men to woman ratio does not do us any justice. Mm-hmm. And men think that they are the bread and butter and that you should
2: chase behind them. Mm-hmm.
1: And that's not everything. I'm not one of those people would think, oh, all man, they' no good. I just think a lot of them think that they're the bread of butter. One of my close friends, we've we'll t- we'll had the conversation, but he'll say, like, no, I'm the catch. And I'm
2: wow. Like, yeah. See what? Like, <laughs> you know what? I
1: mean? <laughs> He's like, yeah. He's like, I can find a successful business woman anywhere, mm. but y'all can't find us. And anyway, so that that is how they think and um but then there's girls just out here just, you know, throwing it out there, making it easy. And it's just it's they want they it's a lot of competing and then, you know, like that's just not for me. I don't want
2: to
0: compete. Right. You know, I've heard some crazy stories, Um, like, before I was moving back here, you know, just doing my due diligence and stuff and seeing what the dating scene was like, even though I'm not, like, really seeking anybody, but um, it's good to know what your environment is going to be like, but I've seen stories where women were saying they were talking to this guy um, for months at a time, and then all of a sudden... It comes out that he's married and has three kids, or some like crazy stuff like that. But... I
1: have, I have had my fair share of finding out men have double lives. Wow. I have had those visits. but you know what? With my with one of with my biggest experience with that, he didn't even live here. I was going along just the same. He lived in Tennessee. Okay. So I can't even blame that with his last plan. Man, he was living a double life. Yeah, me in Atlanta and her in Tennessee. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, but they do like, my biggest thing is, everyone, we're all dating. So mm-hmm. I don't understand why people are dishonest about it. Right. You know, dating means date multiple people, um, but people aren't honest here. And that just leaves you open to so many things, leaves you open to heartache, it leaves you open to SECs. It's like, come on, let's. Let's respect one another. Right. Respect my body, respect my time, respect my mind, because you're insulting my intelligence mm-hmm. by lying to me. Um, and then we can just move forward. Um, but I'm still optimistic. Yeah. Uh, I'm still trying to keep, you know, positive energy out here. I'm Like you, I'm not looking. I'm focused on my business right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, I'm, you know, I'm just going to sit back and see what happens
0: right now okay so people have this um perception that when a person tells you that they live in atlanta that they actually live in atlanta when that's not really the case like people live on the outskirts of atlanta but it's just easier to say like all right well i live in atlanta but i guess my other question is do you think dating in the city Of Atlanta is different from dating on the outskirts of Atlanta. Yes. Um, If
1: I like, I have, I have rules that I don't date anybody. This gonna sound so bad. I don't date. I don't date anybody I meet on the south side. Okay. It's not happening. (laughs)
0: So what's wrong with the um, South Side? Because I live on the South Side, so. so do
1: I. Because <laughs> I mean. I'm not to I
2: over here. Um, we don't have a lot of common.
1: Okay. I, I have found we don't have a lot of common. We, our values are different. Our um, our personalities are different. Our standards of life are different.
0: Okay, so when you say the South Side, just curious, like what? Area in in Southside. Camp Creek,
1: College Park, Riverdale.
0: Okay, so I'm not on that side. I'm further. (laughs) I ain't over in that area. I'm further downtown. They're
1: they're really country. Yeah. That's 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 really it. But for the most part, they're just super country. I'm a city girl. Okay. they are different. Like, gotcha. I'm from Chicago, and like, snap, like. Oh, I'm from Chicago, but I live. No, I was in the suburbs. No, I'm from the city of Chicago. Mm-hmm. South Side. Like, so I'm a city girl. And even in college, like, I was in the city. I don't even like to go out over here. Like, mm-hmm. when I go to work, when I go and work in Starbucks, like, I was people ask me all the time, like, why don't you
2: just
1: go to the one Cam Creek? I just like to be in the city. I like the feel of it.
2: Mm-hmm. It
1: feels familiar. I will go to the Starbucks and Buckhead. Mm-hmm. Like, I just like the whole and bustle the
2: city.
1: Like, I like more modern, you know, civilization. Mm-hmm. And so, the people, the men on the south, side, are just in the country. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's, it's a
0: cultural difference. <laughs> yeah, I definitely agree. But I'll have to say, I haven't really been in the city that much since I moved back because I can't deal with the traffic. Like, that's just, I'm not about that life. I'd rather just stay in my neck of the woods far away from all that traffic um so you i haven't got to
1: navigate the right time
0: yeah because i'm obviously picking the wrong times to travel <laughs> to the city because it's all that and i just don't have the patience for it but yeah i haven't really you know did too much in the city to the point where i can understand what you're saying as far as like the hustle and bustle of um just seeing, you know, people constantly on the move, especially in Buckhead. I really don't go to Buckhead that often, but it's interesting. We got to like, get, yeah. <laughs> get you
1: out. We got to get you out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm such a
0: homebody. Like, I, I just be chilling. I just work on my business and go to work, do what I need to do, and I just be low-key.
2: I, I guess that, it's... That was
1: me for a long time. And as of recently, I'm like, no, I'm just going to get out and meet
2: people yeah.
1: and socialize it's just I feel like it feeds my spirit a little, mm-hmm. you know, and that's really what not like—just to have fun, like. Yeah. I just like to go out and have fun now. I
0: don't know. Yeah, we gotta get you out, so you can see what I'm talking about—the
1: differences. Yeah. What's your sign? I'm a Gemini.
0: Okay. 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 I think Gemini's and Aquarius I, click. I heard that we click, but I don't really. We know. do. My one
1: of my best friends is an Aquarius. It's for real. I, <laughs> Yeah, not dating, they say we're good, but everyone that I've ever dated, we just, oh, we just don't get, uh, but
0: as far as friendship, yeah, great. Okay, okay, well that's good to know, because I've read that Aquarians, like you said, Aquarians and Gemini, as far as being in a relationship, like that's an ideal match, so I don't know. Yeah, they
1: supposed to, and I mean, I have always cared strongly for them when I am dating them.
0: Yeah. Well, you know what? Let
1: I me mean, not say. I've had some good and I've
0: had some bad. Well,
1: and they were both Aquarius.
0: Well, I will say an Aquarian, an Aquarius man is different from an Aquarius woman. Like they're more, how can I put it? They're more cold than the Aquarian woman. I feel like we're more yeah. warm-hearted. They're more like stand, not standoffish, but they just don't care for the most part. But, yeah <laughs> to say the least <laughs> yes 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 because i've dated an aquarius and i'm like you you're a different kind of aquarius you're not the same as me like he was completely different so but and
1: that's the same for gemini like gemini they're clean. really Every Gemini man I've ever
0: dated has been super clingy to me. Hmm. But why? I need my space. Yeah, yeah. Aquarius need their space too. Like we'll we'll give you the silent treatment, or we'll back off of you in a heartbeat. Like once you do something stupid that we're really not rocking oh, with, we will shut down in a heartbeat and think nothing of it.
2: <laughs> I already know. <laughs>
0: Yeah, but oh, before we wrap it up, because I know you got to get going, but I did have a question about um, financial literacy because I'm, I'm in a point in life where I really need to buckle down and start budgeting more and um, investing and doing all this stuff so I can set myself up for greatness because I've been slacking. So what advice could you give um, anyone out there that's trying to improve on their financial um, aspects of life?
1: have an outline okay so um I'm really big on like budgets. like um I posted a while ago on my Instagram how I have a spreadsheet that I create
2: mm-hmm.
1: um it for each pay period I I put these pay period down I make sure each bill that needs you know that that, that date's coming up I write that because also if I don't I'll forget and again it'll be on my credit mm-hmm.
2: uh,
1: And then I allocate this for food, gas, make sure I save this much, and then, you know, whatever's left, is play money. Mm -hmm. So I'm really big on making a plan and trying to stick with it. Right. That's the Um, hardest
0: part, is sticking to it. Yeah,
1: and then eliminating, you know, unnecessary things um, or, like, just treating yourself every once in a while, Mm -hmm. not getting too crazy. Um, a cousin of mine a while ago recommended a book to me called The 21 Days of Financial Freedom. Mm. Um, and it's a book about, you know, teaching you how to, fast, I guess you can call it, financially, like how to, you know, realize what's a priority and what's not, what's a necessity and what's a want, and knowing how to decipher between those,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know, and making that choice, like, okay, do I really want this? Do I really need this? Is this official to me? Is this going to serve me in a way that's going to improve my quality of life? Or is this just something that like I saw and thought this cute or it sounds cool and I'm about to go buy it? And then tomorrow I'm going to regret that I just spent $200 on mm-hmm. whatever that may be.
0: Okay. So just
1: sticking, sticking to your plan and definitely writing it out. So okay. Just something about writing it out and seeing it, you know on paper, or on the computer, or in person, that helps you visualize
0: and, you know, let it seep into your brain, like, okay, I have to stick to this. Okay. Um, Alright, I got one more question, and then I'm going to let you go. Um, okay. What is the best way to get stuff removed from your credit? Now, I don't want you to give us all your gems, because I want people to pay you your coins, so just tell us <laughs> a couple things that we need to know that's important.
1: The best way to get things off your credit is to dispute them. You can write a letter to that company um, disputing a lot of, and also a lot of companies will actually work with you because some money is better than none. Mm-hmm. So you can negotiate your bills. Um, like, okay, if I can get this to you, can you work with me? And you, like, they might even like write it off. As a you know charity write off or whatever they may call it,
2: just
1: mm-hmm. um, they get some of the money, just you know just to get some the money because they you know they understand a lot of people will let things sit on their credit or you can file for bankruptcy mm-hmm. you know and then they're getting nothing. Right. But they'll work with you if you reach out to them, um, and they'll they'll remove it off your credit, you know just just to get some money. Okay. If, even if it's
0: fifty percent. Okay. Well, that's definitely good to know because I have some things that I want to get removed off my credit. So I, I'm, I'm definitely going to be calling you. So, just okay. be on the lookout. <laughs> so, um, so how can people follow you on your social media or you know, um, use okay. well get involved so, with your services?
1: Yeah. Um, well, my business. Instagram handle is better than in the classroom abbreviation for accounting. So B E P P E R B U S A C C T G is my business page. And then they can also follow me on my page. Um, show me some love at major key. So M A J O R dot K I Y, my personal page.
0: Perfect. Um, so you guys, make sure you follow Kia. And if you have any financial questions, please reach out to her and support another Black-owned business. And, you know, just keep um, supporting everybody that is trying to make a difference in this world. And don't forget to share all this information that, you know, she's giving you because you never know who you can help just by word of mouth. Um, so is there anything else that you wanted to touch on or say before we wrap up the show?
1: No, I want to commend you for coming back, giving us in Atlanta a second chance.
2: Oh, thank <laughs> and, you. <laughs>
1: and you are doing great things with Melanin University, this Melanin 6 podcast. I see great things for you. Just keep it up. Aww. And thank you for having me
0: thank you and you're welcome and thank you for taking out the time to you know chat with me i know we've been talking about doing this for a little minute so it's good to finally have it done and getting ready to hit the airwaves (laughs) yes i'm excited yes so um that pretty much wraps up this episode of the show make sure you guys share and follow the podcast it can be um heard on all of the social not social media but all of the um what is it called? All of the places where you listen to podcasts. Let me just put it to you that way. So Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Music, iHeartRadio, etc. So um just be on the lookout for more episodes coming up and please share this um episode if you have any questions about financial literacy or just wanting to know more about the ins and outs of it. Um like I said make sure you hit up Kia. And that pretty much wraps up this episode of the Melanin Fix and I'll talk to you guys on the next one.